Just a little disclaimer, there is a bit of wind noise, so this episode may be difficult to hear. I'm joined by Elizabeth from The Cricketer and Georgie He, and on today's episode we've got the Northern Diamonds. So last year's runners-up of the competition, they've got a phenomenal lineup with so much experience there. The likes of Jenny Gunn, who did announce her retirement from the game and then came back and absolutely had a phenomenal year. The likes of Beth Langston, Lindsay Smith, and headed up by Holly Arm. Armitage. So that's just a few names of what is a very extraordinary side. And girls, what do you think about um, the Northern Diamonds, especially their performances last year? The fact that you can list names in a team and not even have Catherine Brunt on that one shows just the strength of that side. Because then you're like, oh yeah, and Catherine Brunt, who just happens to be one of our all-time greats, is showing exactly how they're coming through from the bottom, the youngsters in the side. But then you've also got people like her and Jenny Gunn at the top. Pretty strong. Absolutely paired up with Nats and Lauren Winfield-Hill. Them in as well, you know? It absolutely doesn't stop. And the amount of experience, the amount of caps that these players have got at an England level is phenomenal. Like the likes of Lindsay Smith and Beth Langston, you know, they're not playing regularly for England these days. But Beth Langston's a World Cup winner. You've got someone like that in your side. It's pretty strong. It was quite a contrast to a lot of the other teams. If you looked at some of the other ones, like Lightning or Central Sparks, there were lots of, you know, very young players in there. Whereas Northern Diamonds, they had a lot of experience, which I suppose may have helped them, you know, all getting together and, you know, getting going really quickly in some of the performances they put in. And I mean, there's no denying that they were, you know, quite easily the top dogs in the North last year. You know, they won four on the spin. Then, you know, a bit of a blip against Central Sparks, immediately bounced back and annihilated Thunder by six wickets. And then I think we're quite unlucky in the final. You know, they they bowled Southern Vipers out for 231, which I think on any other day they would have backed themselves to get with the likes of, you know, Callis, Gunn, you know, just, you know, people like that in their lineup. They probably would have been thinking, yeah, we have a, a good chance. So they just happened to come across Southern Vipers whose bowling lineup is ridiculous. But yeah, I think they're, you know, possibly the most exciting team in the competition. And as well, you know, we've mentioned the England players they have. And for the first two matches, their England players really shone. You know, Catherine Brunt got a five for, I think Lauren hit a half century, Nat hit a century, and then they left. And it was like, will they still be able to do it without their England players? And they proved quite comprehensively that, yes, they can, which is, I think, terrifying for the other seven teams. Like you said, we've mentioned those England players, but somebody like Katie Levick as well. There's quite a group of these 29-year-olds who have had such a strong, dominant county campaign previously, and perhaps some people would have written them out of the game purely based on their age, and you know, people prioritise the youngsters over the more experienced players sometimes. But this is not the case, like you said, Georgie, for the Northern Diamonds. They are really backing these more experienced players as the players that are getting these kind of professional contracts and the players that do get you know all this extra training and everything. But going back to Katie Levick, who I started off talking about there, she hopefully the stat is still correct, and if it's not, I do apologize but she's the leading wicket taker in women's county championship cricket her on the ball we can you know we cannot underestimate that so i have actually spoken to her before and this was around the time she's being described as the frog in the blender her action but you know what if it works for you it works for you she's absolutely been smashing it and at the time i spoke to her it was when it was there was there wasn't really much security around the future of the women's game. This was at end of the KSL time. But then she's kept her level up. She's got herself a hundred spots. She's in the diamond side and she really is a diamond. I don't know if she is still involved, but she was also working as a marketing manager for Yorkshire. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. You know, casually doing another thing on the She is a Yorkshire girl. 
you know, through and through. And that's what we want to see within these regions as well, because I know there are some players who aren't from those particular regions representing those areas. And I think it is so important that you have got some local talent so local girls and boys can aspire to be like their local heroes. And I think the power of that should not be underestimated. And like you said, Georgie, her action did get called, was it Frog in a Blender? And I remember like Raph Nicholson really did do a lot of coverage around Katie Levick and gave her player of the year at one stage and really did put her name on the map because I think historically, like we know, county coverage hasn't really been there apart from obviously people like Cricket Her who have dedicated their blog to being able to do that. Without them, we don't really know much about these players from those days. So I think this regional structure now is actually going to give these players the spotlight that they should have had, the recognition that they do deserve. It's when we come back to my favourite, the middle-aged. You know, if you've got a middle-aged woman in charge of an organisation, you're set. And it's the same with these cricket teams. Get the middle-aged bunch in and you're good to go. Well, you just mentioned it there as well, obviously, the coach in Danny Hazel. Again, what another phenomenal woman at the helm there. Diamonds have already been in action. Um, This weekend, they were playing the North East Warriors. Um, And we had a pretty nice... You know, nice um, first wicket stand there between Holly Armitage, who we're going to have on later, and Beth Heath, who is really looking mighty good for this season. Little 110 run opening stand in nine and a half overs. So I think the Diamonds are peaking just at the right time as we're looking towards the season starting. They'll just reach that peak, be like, right, we know what we've got. We know where we're at. We know who's done what so far. Give everyone a chance. And I think they're going to hit the ground running when they take on Central Sparks. Yeah, and I think Bess, Bess Heath is one of those players who doesn't get the spotlight she deserves. Um, I think there's a lot of promising wicketkeepers coming through at the moment, the likes of Ellie Threlkeld at Thunder. And, you know, they, and I think they get quite a lot of kind of the spotlight. I mean, Ellie seems to have been around for years and, you know, she's only two years younger than me and I'm, I can't handle that. But, you know, Beth, it didn't exactly go to plan with the bat last season, I don't think. She only got 37 runs. But in one match, she scored, you know, a fairly rapid 23 as kind of a, a demonstration of her capabilities. And she took eight catches as well. So she's no slouch with the gloves. And I think, she, you know, she needs to be included in the conversation of, you know, who's going to be the heir to Amy Jones for England. Because, you know, if you're kind of the starting keeper for a team like Northern Diamonds, who clearly have no shortage of talent. I mean, Lauren Winfield Hill can keep and yet they're going with Beth Heath. So, you know, I think she does need, someone needs to get like a hype train behind her, you know, team Beth Heath all the way, quite frankly. And another player just to talk about as well is another youngster in Stair Callis. So she's from the Netherlands and she's only 21 years old, which again, it's one of those names, which she's been around a while, hasn't she? But again, just 21 years old. And last year, people were starting to doubt her to begin with because she had a poor run of form to start with, which is a little bit harsh when, you know, it's such a short format in terms of the amount of matches. But then she had back-to-back half century scoring like 87 against the Sparks, 55 not out against Thunder and then 55 against Spy in that final so what do you think about her more to see from her or anyone who can hit three ducks to start the season and then still end up as the top scorer when there are only seven matches in a season I don't think you can really doubt her capabilities and I think what's going to be really exciting is seeing her in the T20 because I know at one stage she had the record for the highest score in an international T20 when she got 126 so I mean clearly she can do it she's been playing for the Netherlands since she was you know probably in about the equivalent of year eight she captains them she's incredible she's played in Australia you know and to have done all that by the age of 21 I think doubting her after a couple of you know a couple of poor scores when it's you know I think other than a brief spell at Essex it's a kind of 
first real spell in England. It's a little bit harsh to suddenly be like, dope, she wasn't worth it. And then, you know, she proved everyone wrong, quite frankly. I guess it's better to start the season with the Ducks than finish it. Exactly. So, but also on the topic of the Diamonds, they were obviously runners-up last year. Maybe a bit of a shock defeat. Maybe have gone in as favourites. I think they're really going to come back with that sort of Yorkshire grit and be like, right, we've got point to prove. We hit the final last year. Yes, we topped the North group, but no one wants to come second. You want to win. And so I think that they're going to come back with that real fighting attitude from the outset. Definitely. And we also saw last year a little bit of, not trash talk, but, you know, on those lines, we had a bit of a spat on Twitter by the media, not by the players themselves, but some quotes were chucked around between Captain George Adams and Jenny Gunn. So George Adams of the Vipers said such and such, and Jenny Gunn said something else. And there was a bit of drama caused. And I think that's the first time where we really saw that in women's cricket, where players were getting put against each other kind of on social media, whether they liked it or not. And speaking to George Adams previously on podcast and both Jenny they both said that it didn't play in their minds but it was the first time where they've had to deal with this kind of media hype in that kind of way if that makes sense we can definitely say that neither of them actually have a vicious bone in their body but and that's what happens on social media but at the same time it's almost quite nice to see something like that come across on social media because you're like look these girls are feisty they want to win they've got that competitive edge and yes you've got Jenny who's got the northern grip but then having spoken to Georgia She just wants to win. So it is, yeah, no one wants to see that kind of thing on Twitter, but it happens on the pitch, I'm sure about it. And they're professional athletes. They're going to be competitive like that. And I actually love a bit of that. You know, get it going on social media. Why not? It was kind of a bit of like, she said, she said. And obviously they didn't have direct communication. It was just quotes that they'd given to a, a media interview and the media interview span it in a certain way. But that's what we want to see, isn't it? We want to see that hype and... And just looking at a report in front of me, it makes me giggle on the final. And it says like mystery bowler claims six for 34. And I think that describes Charlotte Taylor, although she wasn't that much of a mystery. But I guess the Diamonds perhaps weren't expecting to get in such a tangle with her. But Charlotte Taylor in that final did, you know, absolutely taking six diamond wickets. Diamonds are going to be absolutely looking for that revenge, aren't they? And they're going to be planning accordingly. Now they know what she's about. I think they're going to be definitely wanting to do one back on her. Yeah, and actually the Diamonds and the Vipers don't meet until the 18th of September. So there's a lot of cricket to play before they reach each other there. So they, you know, you can't peak, you can't be like, right, our last game was against them. We lost it. We're ready to take them on again. They've got a lot between now and then to focus on. Yeah, it's the last game before we get to the playoffs. So, you know, they anything could happen between now and then. How exciting. Banner in the works. One of them might not reach the playoffs. And so we've got all this Vipers Diamond talk. Yes, they'll play that game. But what if they don't, you know, defending champs are out or runners up? What if it's top versus bottom? We're just like, mm. who knows? It's definitely going to be drama either way, isn't it? Yeah. And just overall, so obviously they had a fantastic campaign last year. Yes, they came runners up. Yes, they lost by 38 runs in that final and were destroyed by the efforts of Charlotte Taylor. But there's so much that they can take away from that season. And we're going to be chatting with Amy Campbell and Holly Armitage very shortly. So it'll be really interesting to hear what they've got to say. Also, just to add, can we acknowledge again that their first game is at Headingley, which is actually mega. And that shows just the support that the women's game has got this year, that they're playing it at an international test venue. So they should, though. Like, when people are, like, so hyped up about it, I'm like, yes, let that don't be grateful. Like, this is the starting point. This is what they deserve. Yeah. And we can celebrate it now, but then we, I'm going to come to expect this every time. Yeah, this is, you know, this is minimum standards now. 
So now we're lucky to be joined by both Amy Campbell and Holly Armitage. So welcome both. So first up, um, obviously thinking about last season, making it to the final, talk us through obviously last summer. Oh, look, I think we started off really well. I think we've got a really unique squad in regards to we've got a lot of experience and a lot of depth. So I think with everything being on short notice last season, we really were able to put things together really quickly, which I don't think many teams can do. So, yeah, making making a final within the first year is absolutely fantastic. We really gelled well as a team from from the off, really. And we all get on like so well. So we were like, we were kind of looking all from like different areas. And there's a there's a few players that, you know, would play to all or all against each other quite a lot. But, you know, people like Jenny Gunn, Lindsay Smith and Beth Langston and what these are people that I've never well, I personally have never been around before. And like I got on so well with them from the off and it just makes such a difference. Like gelling as a team and like we all have a bit of fire, don't we? And like we all have like a huge like something about us, like every single individual in the team has a little bit of flair, a little bit of fieriness about them. And I, and I feel like just kind, kind of, of all worked, didn't yeah, it? that's kind what we had different to all the other teams. Like we were seen as aggressive, quite a fighting spirit and, uh, and it worked in our favour. Elizabeth is joining us from The Cricketer and she is a Northern girl herself. So yeah, Brilliant. yeah unfortunately Lancashire rather than Yorkshire. So this whole Ooh. conversation was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, This is the wrong crowd for you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Out of the players that were actually in the squad last season, I know you've mentioned the likes of Jenny Gunn and Beth Langston. Who kind of stood out for you as players who really, you know, stepped up and, you know, helped reach the final? Jenny Gunn. What an absolute legend she is. On and off the pitch, though, like she's such a nice, down to earth person. And I don't know if about about you, but she like she really helped me along. Like she backed me. She didn't even know me that well, to be honest. But she just backs you as as a player. She like she brings you to one side, one on one, and she says all the right things at the right time. Then I feel like that's probably where her experience comes in. And just watching her play is just unbelievable, really. Because she did great batting last season, didn't she? She bowled well, but. She got us out of a lot of sticky situations, really, with the bat. I do think the best part about what happened for us last year is that everyone contributed to match-winning performances. So if we were having to dig deep, people stood up at the right times, which I think really helped us in certain situations last season. So I think that's something that is really powerful for us leading forward into the next few competitions because we've got so much depth which is so exciting a lot of experience in the team and experience pays off I think and when you've got someone like Jenny Gunn who is just such a legend of the game and we've all grown up watching her but also I just got to ask have you met Jenny Gunn's grandma no I I I have either tough times at the minute and it we can't be you know Hopefully, when times get better, then we'll be able to meet Jenny Gunn's grandma. She's very, yeah, very family-oriented, and she might come and watch some of the games. I think Jenny was saying that she wants family to come and watch some of the games. So, hopefully, this season, before allowed. Yeah, because I know, um, Holly, it's partly your fault that Jenny is still playing because of your times in Australia. So, tell us a little bit about that and what convinced her to stick around and to come and join you in the Diamonds. Oh, I'm not sure it was exactly me, but I just think Jenny Gunn, is very much a player that 
she also enjoys a lot of the off-field things. So she's always willing to go for a drink, have food, interact with all the players off the field as well as on the field. And we spent Christmas together in Sydney last year and well, the year before last now. But yeah, and she just seemed to be having such a good time out there. And well, it ended up being me, Langers and Lindsay Smith and Jenny Gunn that all spent Christmas together in Sydney. And yeah, she's just up for a good time. And I don't think it was particularly me that I'm very much glad that she has stuck around and become part of this squad. So yeah, it's a really valuable player to have to have around. You mentioned one then, Beth Langston, like the amount of players and the amount of experience and England caps that you've got within this domestic side is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Langers is someone that I don't even think she's reached her full potential yet. I think she's someone that's got so much experience but can also give so much more. So I just think it's really, an, she's an exciting prospect in regards to seeing bowling because I just think she can also give so much more. But she's come from a place that obviously with making having England debuts and things like that. I just think, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic to have people like her on our side. Thank goodness she's on our team and I'm not facing up to her first ball, that's for sure. There's a really interesting story of Phoebe Graham, who has come into the side having been at Sky. What's it like having her in there? Is she enjoying being back on the playing side of things? Yeah, well, I actually have just moved in with Phoebe in, in Leeds. So, um, you know, she is such a positive person to be around. She's absolutely unbelievable flatmate. And she's loving the game. As she said, she was just like, I'm so married to this sport now. And, you know, she's had a couple of a tough couple of years and stuff with, you know, losing her dad and whatever. But she's made it like a seriously good comeback and she's putting her all into it now. And she's another really exciting prospect. And she's 100% got a lot more to give, hasn't she? Yeah. And it's just exciting because obviously she's she's one of the older players as well. I think she's 29 now. And the fact that she's been given a professional contract, it just shows that the older players are in with a chance of, you know, because it used to always be about the younger ones and Phoebe's kind of given us a little bit of hope that maybe the older players can get in there with some contracts and stuff as well and move forward. But she's absolutely loving it the minute she's in the dream. Because there's so much women's cricket this year, there has been this chance for these, you say older, I'm going to go with middle-aged. You know, we've got the yeah. young people coming through. There's the older ones who have just been rocking it for years. But then there's this middle-aged bunch and things like the Rachel Hayhoe Flint trophy and having the T20s and all this is giving the opportunity for the middle-aged bunch to and what we've all been missing out on the last few years. Yeah, like last few years, I would say last, God, so many years. Like, for instance, like I'm 29 now, I'm the same age as, as Phoebe. And, and like last year I was playing for Durham County thinking, oh God, I'll probably retire in a couple of years. Like absolutely love playing but there was I felt like there was absolutely nowhere to go and now I'm like bloody hell I've moved to Leeds I'm putting absolutely all into it like there's so many exciting opportunities now the women you know get paid now like the support that we get from Northern Diamond is absolutely crazy we've got you know nutritionists psychologists the coaching team absolutely unbelievable the amount that we've come on in terms of de- developing our game is absolutely I'm a completely different player than I was last season so it's just really really exciting that they're putting you know all this effort into into the women now and you mentioned the coaching we can't ignore that you've got Danny Hazel heading you up there on the coaching front yeah and what's her wealth of experience like oh she's got loads of experience and you probably can't ask for a better head coach really in regards to she's one of the best female offspinners around or like in the history of the game and we've got her as our head coach so like it's absolutely fantastic alongside now with our new assistant coach Richie who's got a lot of experience too and I think yeah we've got the support staff which can't help but think will excel our team massively. We've had Courtney obviously as well um, who is 
great with sort of like she's an absolutely unbelievable coach. She's she's obviously played Brisbane Heat and was it Brisbane Heat? Yeah, Brisbane yeah. Heat and Queensland maybe. Yeah, so she's obviously got a wealth of experience as well. But she's also great on the perspective of she's she's great with all the speed work stuff. So we're all a lot faster. We're all moving a lot better. And you know, I think like the coaches they all bring something. They all bring something different. Courtney brings the craziness yeah, she? and all the energy brings, to pretty much everything that she does. She brings it all, doesn't she? All the fun and all the competitiveness and all the pressure situations and stuff like that. So yeah, we're look, we're lucky to have like such really really good coaches, to be honest, and really like a good support network. And that's what it's all about, as well, isn't it? Like you deserve this. It's not you know like don't be overly too grateful because this is the minimum now and that's like it's only going to get better and better isn't it and hopefully we'll see more contracts coming to all of the regions over the next few years so more players do get to have that professional experience but holly i forget how young you are as well because i feel like you've been in the game for so long now are you coming up to 24 very soon yeah to the baby I was going to say, yeah. How does it feel to be relatively still one of these youngsters, but in such a senior role? I mean, I've been around a while now, now really, with a few long-term injuries, which feels like it's probably held my cricket back a little bit. So I've had to do a little bit of catching up in a way. But I don't know. I just feel like I've taken everything on board. I've whatever's been thrown at me, I've just had to deal with, and then I'm the player I am today. And I suppose age is just a number, isn't it? Really, and everyone says it, no matter how old you are. You have literally dedicated your life to put it, put oh, yeah, and I've been lucky enough to be able to do that, I suppose. So, yeah. especially been at Loughborough, and then now, luckily, the professional contracts came out at probably just the right time in my life, or else I would have probably been going into a full time job. But yeah, I'm just taking everything in my stride now and, and just, yeah, seeing what happens, I suppose. Well, you seem to be doing all right for yourself, I would say. So, you know, we'll give you that. I was looking today at your, because um, you've been having a few warm-up games, just a casual 110 opening stand in only nine and a half overs, and you just throw that one in the mix, you know. Dedicating yeah, my life a bit to cricket, but I can just do this on a, you know, on a casual. Well, you didn't want to field first because it was absolutely freezing yes, and it, it was raining. So I was like, hopefully we'll win the toss. We'll have a bat first. <laughs> but I tell you what, Bess Heath, another player, obviously for the Northern Diamonds, striking the ball so well at the minute. So again, another young, exciting prospect that hopefully is gonna is gonna really progress through the Northern Diamonds. Yeah. Like she's someone else, a, re- a young player, loves to learn really keen girl strong lass as we all know she's a, she's a she's strong lass in the gym and she's got so much strength but she's got so much potential in regards to the northern diamonds the hundred ball like i just think she's going to be she's a really clean striker with the ball and she's yeah she's going to be someone to watch out for i reckon just looking ahead to this season, do you feel any extra pressure because you are going to be one of the sides with a bit of a target on your back? All the northern sides are going to want to get revenge after last season. All the southern sides will want to prove themselves against you because you did kind of set the standard. Yeah, we love the pressure. We thrive in the pressure. That's where we play our best, I think. But in a way, there is. Not, there is well, I don't know. I don't think there is any other pressure. I just think we will, as a team, we will go out and play the brand of cricket that we want to play. And yeah. if we go out and there and do our basics well, I think we've got, again, like I keep saying, we've got such good depth and experience within our side that hopefully that can take us to another couple of finals hopefully but I think the tournament this year is going to be going to be really good there's lots of players 
in certain teams that can put on match-winning performances, so we can't yeah. take that away from people. But one thing that we have is is that depth, and I just think that will hopefully work in our favour a lot of this tournament. And, and, yeah, hopefully we can put on some really good performances and get into them finals again. But I suppose we just got to take every game as it comes and, yeah, and just train as, as hard as we possibly can. We've trained as hard as we physically can and like everyone's improved so much since, since last season. So, I mean, it's, it's quite exciting really. And what sort of like, individuals can really put on some like outstanding performances because you guys are playing amazing at the minute. You invest at the week, at the weekend, like at, well, on Monday. Everyone was watching, they were like, bloody hell. And you can really pick out the Diamonds players from the county players now. Like, it's a completely different level. That is exciting. But obviously, all the other teams as well have been putting putting out, like, out a serious amount of work as well. So we just can't get too contemplating and just try and play the best of our ability. And on that, obviously, you're saying there's people all across all the franchises that could put in a performance. That's what's quite exciting about this year. It isn't North and South group, so you will get the chance to see everyone instead of yeah. just like playing your lot up north. And then but now you've got to venture down, take on the Southerners. So what do you think is going to be different? Venture down to the dark side, eh? Venture to the dark side. I know you. Yeah, we know. We know it's going to be probably a little bit more challenging, a lot more difficult, and but that just really pushes us to, to train a little, train that a little bit harder, and and try and stay in, on top of our game individually and as a team. I suppose it'll test teams a little bit more because we've got to do more analysis on other players and yeah, and players that play a little bit differently. But yeah, I just think the competition now is going to be a lot better as well because we at least we've been able to have a full winter of a build up. I know with some different complications in regard to COVID. And things but at least people have had more of a build-up this year so the competition standards should just keep growing and growing really just like hopefully the women's game in general will yeah we were kind of thrown in the deep end last year weren't we a little bit warmed paired up really quickly no one had really done that much training and it was a bit overwhelming actually going from you know just county cricket to oh all of a sudden, everybody is looking after us. You know, we've got schedules to keep. We've got training programs to keep too. People are checking in on us, checking for doing my running sessions and stuff like that. It was like a massive, massive change. So I think we're just really looking forward to kind of putting all that hard work onto the pitch. And because we gel so well as a team, I think we'll definitely be a team to watch out for again. Fingers crossed. Yeah, they're checking on your running sessions. You can't just detach your fit. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're really hot on that. Yeah, just tie your bit of the dog collar and send the dog off running and be like, I went miles. Yeah, yeah we've got GPS now, so we can't even get away with it now. So oh, we're not training to be cricketers. Yeah. And your first match is against the Central Sparks and you've won one against them and you've also lost one against them last year. So the first win was with nine wickets with 155 balls remaining. So a really comprehensive, dominant win there. But then the Sparks took a bit of revenge and won by six wickets, but with just 20 balls remaining. So what's your thoughts going into that opening fixture? Well, I think there'll probably be quite a lot of nerves around just in general. It's the first game back and it's a big build up to it. But I think every opposition is going to be good this season. So I don't think there's not going to be more nerves for certain games than others. And I think the Central Sparks have had a big build up in regards to they've had lots of warm up games. So when we played against them in our warm up game, it was our first game. So we were probably a little bit rusty. But yeah, and I suppose last season, it's a long time ago now, people have shifted a lot, shifted a lot in regards to their game and things that they've been working on in the winter so I just think it, it's another game and the central sparks will be come out will come out fighting and I suppose so will we just like any team especially in the in the opening games 
And it is home at Headingley. That must be quite special as well to start off the campaign there. It'd be amazing. It's always a bit crazy playing at Headingley, isn't it? And I think it's going to be the first game, hopefully all being well, um, that there's going to be crowds allowed into Headingley, which again, that's really exciting, having no crowds last year. And then being able to get that support network out there, I think, yeah, that's that just probably, again, adds a lot more pressures for certain players because they probably haven't played in front of crowds before. But then, yeah, playing at Headingley is absolutely fantastic. And you've just set up the next part of that question perfectly. Which, why should fans come and support the Northern Diamonds? What is it about your brand of cricket? I think we've got this branding at the minute, which is the Northern Way, which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. And I think we've got a lot of exciting prospects within our side. And I think that's exciting a lot along all the teams really in the um, in the competition but I just think we would love people to come and watch because I suppose we're going to go out there with fireworks aren't we we're well, going to yeah, be putting exactly. everything into what we do again just like all the teams but yeah I suppose it's just if anything it's a good day out we have got a lot of natural natural flair and talent on our, all of our players have just got something so I think if there's a team to watch everyone's so different everyone's got something about them I think and hopefully we can put on a good performance you just never know with cricket though do you it's like you just you kind of know that you can put the work in whatever but I've come to realize with cricket you can either have a really good day or the worst day ever so it's kind of like you turn up you do your best and then you don't really know what's going to happen it could just go either way couldn't it so just got to make sure you're prepared for when you when you're going into it perfect I'll say that's everything from me Elizabeth have you got any questions left no I'm good thank you Georgie, have you got any final questions? No, I'm all good. Yeah, no, thank you so much for joining us today. And honestly, we really do appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for girls. having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Bye. Massive thank you to Holly and Amy for sitting down and chatting to us. And we wish them and the Diamonds luck for the season. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat and on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. And if you wanted to give our personal Twitters a follow, Hannah is at HannahT1194 and I'm at Alex Jane Pereira. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time.